back, y'all. What's going on? So, before we get really deep into the disorder, narcissistic personality disorder, I wanted to give you guys a brief uh, meaning of what it is. Uh, from the DSM-5, like, this is what it says in there. So, narcissistic personality disorder is a disorder in which a person has an inflated sense of self-importance. Some of the symptoms include an excessive need for admiration, discard for others' feelings, an inability to handle any criticism, a sense of entitlement. It also involves a pattern of self-centeredness, arrogant thinking and behavior, a lack of empathy and consideration for others. Um, these people seem to believe that he or she is special and unique and can only be understood by or should associate with other special or high status people or institutions. They in, they have envy of others or a belief that others are envious of them. And yes, this is what they believe. So if you know some people with these patterns, and uh, you dealt with this, then you, you'll understand me. Now, I seem to, the, the people with these, uh, with this disorder, I've seen several, uh, several people that come from neglected parents or um, that parents who were drug addicts and they couldn't support the children emotionally so these these kids are pretty much you know stuck there or or some were traumatized um they have the people with this disorder that i've seen is just their background was not a peachy street you know a peachy background so it's it's very like you have to have compassion for them even when you're not dealing with them you still have to have a certain level of compassion but that does not mean you need to surround yourself with that and I think the, the relationship comes about with the, the narcissist is when people with empathy and I, it's probably most of the time it's people with uh, over over empathetic uh, sense that we have who become attached to people with no empathy at all so that's where the there needed there needs to be a balance and that's where you learn you know you need to have a balance with yourself because you give 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 and they will take 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 so this is where this comes this comes about where you have to find the balance between um yourself and what you do because this is they're they're meant to teach you this is a whole lesson so you still have to have compassion for these people because their background is not pretty. It's really not. Most of them. And most psychologists and uh, psychiatrists say that a narcissist is not born. You're not born as a narcissist. These are traits and habits and patterns picked up from childhood that have not been uh, treated to or healed as when they were a child, when it needed to. So these are children you're dealing with as they as they get older they're still that child they're the see me pick me i want to be that person type of person 
So these are people who grow up like that. And when I said, like in my previous um, podcast, when I said these people, they want they want you to be their mom, their uh, wife, girlfriend. You know, they want you to be everything because they do. They they have no boundaries. They weren't taught the boundaries as a child to uh, car, what is that? Decar, de, whatever they departmentalize such you know, uh, characters and roles in life that you must play. They looked at everything as a character and not a set boundary, like, no, I am the child, and they needed to be that child. Some of these people's stories, they were pushed to adulthood as a child. They were take, Some people were taking care of their family or learning how to fend for themselves any way they could as a child. So which indeed, in fact, triggered survival mode, which in this disorder, they have the paranoia symptoms, which will trigger paranoia, and that was triggered at a such young age. So they had to fend for themselves. It was very instinctual learning as they grew up. They didn't have the safe feeling of being tended to. And so this is where the boundaries were crossed at such a young age because they're like, oh, well, I'm an adult now. So I'm going to do adult things, but still yet still be a child. And in some cases, some kids were also the, see me, I'm not getting any attention. Look at me, look at me, look at me. I, I'm not getting any attention. So they're the, they're the ones who still as an adult grow up and are like, well, um, look, look what I can do. Look at me. They become the most of those kind who grew up like that. They become the narcissist. That's the one like um, the one who wears all the hats. They they become any character. They're the I do I can do this too. I can do that too. I can do I can do. And you're just sitting there like oh my god. Like okay, who are you today? This is who you want to be today. Okay, that's how that's how you get those kind. And then they throw their tantrums too. This is where love bombing comes in because when you flip it this is an adult and they love bomb you I love you I love you I love you they'll say that all day just so that it can stick in your subconscious which is what do you think a child does when they're throwing a tantrum when they don't want to get your way they're going to say mommy 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 I want I want I want I want until you break and give it to them so this is what the narc is doing to you as an adult it's like a child but an adult they will say I love you I love you I love you and continue oh I'm going to do this I'll make it better do 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 you know, and they'll continue to, to do that. And you have to realize that you're not dealing with an adult. You're dealing with a manipulated person, a manipulated entity that use this trick. They learn to how to master manipulation as a child. And you can see narcissism in children when you're like, if you study them, you can see the, the mechanisms of that. If you're around children like that, who don't have a uh, the proper care and are, are not getting the proper attention that they need as a child. You'll see these manipulations not being stopped or attended to. This is like when you see, like, on what is that? This show, Nanny 911, when you would see those kids who throw them tantrums. When you would see that, that that's the making of the narcissistic personality disorder just as a child. That is when you see the, the pattern starting to happen. But it's when you have to break it at a certain time. I say, if you have not 
stop anything within seven years, that kid is, they already finished their first cycle. One through seven, that kid is already who they are. That program is already set in them from one through seven. Well, the time, zero to seven, zero to seven years, years old. That kid is who they are because that's that, that's that main pattern that will continue to run through throughout their life which is very hard to break because this is the very first programming of a child that they have. So who they are from that time and point on, that's the set program, that's the blueprint, that's the everything that they will fall back on until, you know, as until adulthood. Now, um, the way to cure it, I have no idea. That is the fun part. Like, I still like to research and look up uh, people's stories and different things and even hear from narcs who are aware that they are narc they have this personality and they're seeking help I love hearing their stories so I do see uh where it can help them to learn you know if they went to seek help and learn who they really are these are people who had to wear masks forever and they still don't know how to take it off so I, I said they're soulless because they don't, they don't know who to be. They can't really tap in to find themselves. So, you know, that's all. Like, there's no soul there. They're just characters because that's all they know. It is a empty vessel. You just have a body but no real soul in there because they lack the empathy. And when you do anything with your soul, you feel. You can feel, you know, you do things that are feeling to you that will move your emotions, it's, you know, things like that these people don't have that so you still that's this is why I wanted to say before I uh tell my story and stuff like that uh in details and things like that I wanted you guys to still who go through dealing with this personality disorder you still have to realize it's a disorder so we still have to still have compassion and love you know what is it love thy neighbor you know, you still thought, but you, you love them, but, you know, love them from a distance. And when you do that, they will back up because they're like, oh, my time is up. My, my, this toy, this toy is gone. I can't use this toy no more. It's really, it's really gone. So just remember to have compassion for them and just love them from a distance. And then you heal and do your work. Do the work that you need to do for you. Because although they, these, these people come in your life, but it was for a lesson. And you, you have to rise above that. And then still, remember, you have a life, though. And you have to enjoy your life. You have to enjoy your time and space that we have right here. So you do not need to waste any more time on trying to fix someone. You, that is not your job. That is nobody's job to fix somebody. So, no. You need to just fix yourself. You only can control yourself by how you react and respond to certain situations. And now that you are aware of what you are dealing with, you have the choice now to move forward with yourself and heal and live your life to the best ability that you can. And know that you can have a better quality of life without dealing with these people. So, and that said, um, I did come up with a story, which I'll do in my next segment, uh, Cinderella. This would be about how Cinderella, the story, I made I made it into a twist. So this, is, this would be about how Cinderella 
could have been uh, a victim or prey for the narcissist. So um, I flipped the story, so we'll get into that. But this is the first segment. So enjoy y'all day, and we'll I'll catch up back with y'all in a little bit. themselves 
you know, and then that evil stepmother, like, no. But she still, you know, wants to please them and do, you know, do what would cause them to want to accept her. So she stayed doing that. So this is like the codependency already, like, like already programmed in her mind. So, so Cinderella is tired of staying in the house after doing her chores. She's probably looking for some wine or something so she can just chill. But if none in the house, of course not. So, most likely, her friends, you know, pull up. They're like, yo, we gonna go out, you know, have us a good old time. But she's like, girls, wait, I don't have any clothes. I don't have no clothes. I don't even know. So, her friends bring her some cool clothes and, of course, a shot of tequila. And not to mention, they gonna pull up in a limo because it, this is a big event they're gonna go to. This is, uh, they're gonna go to the club, but it's like a major event, you know. Whatever event you wanna think of that we all go to, this is where she's going, okay? And then, you know, as, as she's at the club, then boom, she sees this fine Prince Charming. Mm-mm-mm. The devil. <laughs> this is how it always happens. It's like, oh my God, he's cute. But oh, looks are not everything. Oh my God. Like that is a lesson that we all should learn. Like looks aren't everything. Images aren't everything. Because like just to think, just to think, um, even on commercials, um, the food that we like think is good it looks good but it don't even taste good you'd be like oh my god this looks so much better on the commercial this is what narcissists are they may look good they're they portray to have good careers and good things but it is some that do have good careers but they portray like this image and that's where the ancient narcissist that he this was that's i'm gonna use his name too because his name, that's what it is. Like, narcissists love images. They love images, and that's their love. So when they do see a pretty face or something, that's what they love. They're not worried about the insides of anybody. They don't care. They're like, oh, this is a pretty thing. You're a toy. So any image or or anything, like, that would portray you to have a good image, like, oh, this will be good for me to get in cahoots with that. You know, this is their their mindset. So, and Cinderella, he was, narcissist was like, oh my God, yeah, she's beautiful. And she got on some spy clothes. She probably got a good career. Like, he don't even know. He didn't even think, you know, to think, they don't think that deep yet. Like, it's going to be a process. But then, so, you know, they exchange numbers or whatever. And then uh, they exchange. And my story, you know, Cinderella is in this time, so. They have social media. So he looking, you know, he looking on her social media and he like, this girl got horses and stables. Man, she must got the bank, you know, in his mind. He's thinking like she got the bank. She got, because Cinderella got pictures, you know, but she looking raggedy though. But he's like, oh, she working. She work on a farm or something in his mind. He's thinking, but she got bank. She got horses and a stable. And then, you know, her stepsister's sitting in there. And then he checking out, you know, her, her siblings that's on, on the thing, too. He's like, oh, they black. You know, he didn't even think that, like, uh, Cinderella don't get, get this treatment. But in his mind, he like, oh, yeah, they black because, you know, the step siblings they, 
they all dressed to impress. They wearing Gucci, you know, all of this stuff, Fendi, Prada. They, you know, dress to the nines. They don't do what Cinderella did. So they, you know, got Instagram. They post the pictures, all of this. So he's thinking like, oh, he's in there because, you know, uh, this is where they all live. So he don't even know. He don't even know her story or anything. But he's he's studying what she likes. So he's figuring out. Oh, she likes animals. She likes this. She's into this. Like he's reading that down to the piece and figuring out. You know. And then he sees the divide too in her in the in the siblings already because he's like, oh, they're into that stuff, but she into this. So in their mind, it's a game. So he's there. We're playing chess. So he's gonna go ahead and be like, yo. A few, probably a few, not even a few days later, when artists see something they like, they jump on that. So, you know, send her a little cheesy line, like, hey, did you make it home safe? You know, after they left the club, he like, did you make it home safe? And that's a line dudes always use anyway. That's not original at all. Like, yeah, of course I made it home safe. Like, can't you come up with something better? But anyway, uh, cheesy line, did you make it home safe? I ho- or I hope you made it home safe. You know, and uh, we can link up later. So he's telling her, feeding her these lines. Like, yeah, so she excited because, you know, nobody has hit her line in a minute. Like, no, because really don't even go out. She's more of an introvert. You know, she likes her animals. She likes she like her space. You know, she do what she do for her family, but that is not her happiness. Okay? So, after all that, um, you know, he's going to check on her probably set up some cool dates, you know, and then narcissists like to do these things like, uh, these synchronistic things. Since he studied her page, he's going to be like, yeah, Cinderella, so you like animals. How about we go to the zoo? And then he'll probably do a little work, not even do the work to read it himself. He'll go and look on, like, look up YouTube videos, see the image, or watch, like, listen to a glimpse of what an animal is all about and be like, oh yeah, that's my favorite animal. And he'll see what type of favorite animal is her animal and then he'll look and be like, yeah, this is my favorite too. We have so much in common. What else do you like to do? But in a narcissist's head, they really, that they like the thrill of the game, but they, it's not who they are. So it gets draining to them. Pretending gets draining. So he's like, yeah, girl, I like this, too. We should do more of this. And then Cinderella's all excited, like, oh, my God, this is crazy. We have so much in common. And then, no, not really, though. Sorry to bust her bubble, but no, guys, it's a joke. He's playing. He's being fake. As all narcissists are. They don't know how to be the real them. And so... He is playing this character, playing this character. They go out several dates, and, you know, he had he didn't even say, you know, he got Snow White in the background. He got Sleeping Beauty in the background as well. Like, she don't know nothing about this. Like, she just, you know, going with the flow. And so, you know, Snow White in the background, she, she a hustler, too. I think Snow White was a narcissist, too. I'm, I don't know. When I do her show, we'll figure that out. Because she, Snow White is like a hustler. She has seven, seven, you know, dwarves right there with her. So I don't really know. She she seemed like a hustler or a pimp and or something. But Narcissus 
got her on the sidelines. Like, they got a thing where it's like, okay, I don't really care because I'm a hustle too. You do your thing, I'm going to do my thing. And then he got Sleeping Beauty. She's always doped out, so she always sleeps. So Sleeping Beauty is always coked up or, you know, she always high and she she not in the zone. So she don't need no Sleeping Beauty don't even care. So, you know. Cinderella is the most gullible one at this point at this point right now. And Narcissus is like, well, all my all my side chicks, you know, then we we didn't been through this already. So this is what's more entertaining right now. So Cinderella is like, okay, we can go out, you know. He goes and gives her this cheap, like, first of all, she's like, yeah, I always wanted um these type of shoes, these Louis Vuitton shoes, you know. And I could never find the right, you know, the right time and the right size. So he goes and gets her the cheapest, the cheapest, what is it, the knockoff. He gets her the knockoff and he's like, I found your size. And he tries to, you know, cover it up. But she's like, she's accepting of it because she's like, oh, at least he tried. At least he tried. And then she didn't even realize, like, his job. She thought he was like one of the main people at the event, but he he was you know working background, so he's not even a part of the main thing. Like he portrayed to be with a group that he's not even a part of. He's like the baggage boy, you know. He's like the lowest of it, but he's like portraying like man, I got all this money, but he really don't, you know. He just created an image for her, so he gets her to knock off shoes. She accepts it, and then this is telling this is telling him subconsciously, like she don't know her worth, so I'm just throw her whatever, and uh, we gonna rock this thing out. This it's like a project for him too, though. So in his mind, he's like, yeah, okay. Um, he gives her that gift, the shoe, the shoes that's fake, and she's like, oh my god. And then so Cinderella goes on about her day. And then so he hits her up again just to check in and see what she's doing. Then he popping up, you know, popping up at her house like, what are you doing? When she don't know, this is where this gets a little crazy because he like, at first it's cute, you know, showing up with flowers and gifts and stuff. That's cute. See, this is when the element of surprise is a dualistic thing. All surprises are not just surprises. Like, some surprises, you'd be like, oh, no, I was not ready for that. I don't, I don't need this right now. So he popping up, he get comfortable. We like a month in now. They already established a relationship, you know. He got he already got his other side chicks, you know, they already understanding what's going on. They already know about Cinderella as well, because they're like, Well, if she got this money, we can get a cut too. So in their mind, that's what they think, you know, because he the narcissist will attract other narcissists too, and they they'll be in cahoots with each other. This is another part where I don't think some people understand like no, narcissists have narcissistic friends and family members. So if they win it, then they all get get a piece of the pie. So it's not just that the narcissist is never alone. So don't, even when they think you think they alone, they never alone. They always get they're so codependent. They can never be alone. They always got something in the background. So they, he, you know, he already told them the scoop. So they already been knowing. They don't care because they got. They got, you know, their things going on too. So uh, Cinderella, the gullible one, you know, because she's like, oh, nobody's ever treated me this good, you know. So she think it's that good because once you've been beat down so much, everything been taken away from you, and then, you know, 
people show up just to, you know, offer a helping hand, and then you decide to be receptive of it, oh, it, it feels magical. So then she, uh, you know, goes on about her day. I already said that. Yeah, she goes on about her day. Oh, we're months in. And then she goes, goes once more. Another month passed. Then some issues come up. Like, she starts, you know, noticing things. Like, he could be probably tired of her now. You know, because after a while, like I said, narcissists like to uh, switch characters. They really can't stay in one character at at for a long period of time. That gets boring to them. So after they get done sucking your your persona, who you are, and you know, he already wooing some new one, you know. He's probably wooing uh what's her name? Rapunzel. But she a pretty one. She got long hair so he's trying to woo her, you know, and she another one that's sucking the cat like he's sucking the castle so he gotta like jump hoops to get to her. So that's fun. It's fun because it's a it's a, a challenge but if he can get it, that's the, you know, that's the next one he's looking for too. He's like, she got long hair, she's different, <laughs> and she lives in the castle. She trapped already. I just, just gonna be hard but easy at the same time. Like when I get to that one, when I get up to, ooh, this is gonna be a high that I'll never forget. But this is what he doing. So she like, he usually calling me, hit me up. What is he doing? So speculation. Narcissist already knows she about to do that, so he flips the script on her. He'd be like, he's like Cinderella. Why, why are you trying? Why are you bugging? Why are you hitting me up so many times? Why and then why are you not? Why are you over here? Why are you go to the store at that time? And then Cinderella like, how do you know I went to the store at this time? What was you doing? Where was you at? Cause you told me you was at work, but you seeing me at the store. So well, how did you know I was at the store? You know. And then Narcissist didn't tell her, but he put a bug on her phone so he tracked her so he knows where she's going all the time so she's like she's like how did he know and she's like I didn't even see him so he's, she's like she's talking me now what this is out of opinion so he like after they argue and fight so he's like I'm sorry babe you know I just you know I'm, I'm stressed out now and um you know it's a lot going on and in, in usually in your head, uh, if the narcissist is single and all of this, you know, and living their life, it always poses a question to you, like, well, how are you stressed out? What are you stressed out about? And they never will tell you what they're stressed out about because it has to do with their other chicks on the side or the carnage that they already created. So he's like, yeah, I'm stressed out, you know, uh, work, work issues. So Cinderella's like, okay, baby, well, we can, you know, chill and eat dinner, and I uh, have a great time. So they chilling and having dinner, having a great time. The other side chick, Rapunzel, you know, she hits him up, and he creates a whole. Man, I, I'm I'm gonna go back to my crib this week, you know. Um, I just don't feel good. I need some space. I need time alone. First, they do a subtle one. So we haven't gotten to the domestic part in um you know really big as fuck so he like Cinderella yeah I'm gonna just say it you know in my house this week you know whatever and uh, I just need to play it and she's like okay okay so he leaves and she's like okay that was awkward like out of nowhere okay he leaves and then 
she accepts that again. So he like she's all he in his mind, he's like she's wrapped around my finger. I already got you know, I already got it. So then she waits, you know, she tries to hit him up, Hey boo, good morning and he don't respond. He like, Why is you bugging me? And then she's like, Huh? She's like, What? Okay, I thought I'm just giving you some space, fine, you don't have to be like that. He's like, Yo, you're being retarded right now, stop texting. And then she's like, Whoa, why would you why would you say that? He's like, Yo, just leave me alone right now. And he having a whole good time with Rapunzel, you know, trying to rule her, taking her out and all this stuff. And he ain't got no time or space for Cinderella no more. So this is the point where Cinderella could get out and leave and be like, yo, I'm not going to deal with this. That is very disrespectful. He could have just came to me like a man and said, I don't want to be with you. We don't need to work on this relationship. But then she realized she didn't even set the boundary of what type of relationship they have. Like, normally Cinderella do like to set goals because she set goals with her animals. So she do do that. Like, she has certain things she likes to do with for herself and then, you know, with her animals. So she was like, dang. I mean, she sits back and she's like, oh, well, then, you know, we need to set up a goal, like, of what we need to do. Are we going to move in together? Or are we going to do this or that? So it's like, Two weeks go by, which should not even happen. Like he, you know, he he comes back like, man, babe, I'm sorry, I love you. But two weeks though, he ain't said a word. He blocked her, and then now he unblocking her, and he's like, boo, I love you. Um, can we uh go out, you know? And so, cause now he in a whole nother cycle with Rapunzel. Not, yeah, we're he in a whole other cycle with Rapunzel now, and he like, dang, okay, he gotta juggle it. So it, it do become stressful for him, cause then he juggling all his side shit, you know. So he's like, man, Rapunzel, she she acting up. I'm gonna give her a space. But let me go hit up Cinderella, then she gonna pick up. So Cinderella like, yeah, I I've been wanting to talk to you. Um, did you are you okay now? Do you, do you feel better? Like I know it's been two weeks. I missed you. You missed me. I was thinking, you know, in these two weeks. We need to set up some type of a goal, you know, like, I would like us to move in together. Like, I want us to, you know, eventually get married and, you know, have children. And, whoa, narcissists are like, dang it, I knew this was coming. I knew this was coming. I'm going to tell this girl, uh, yeah, we can work on getting some partners. But shoot, I'm going to work hard with over Cinderella, she give me what I need, like, at the moment, so I'm going to keep her on the leash for, you know, as long as I can, because she got the horses in the stable, I know she got some cash, you know, we can do this, so, he's narcissist in his mind, just saying that, so he's like, yeah, babe, I mean, which, where you want to, where you want to live, you know, they ain't got to stay at the stable, you know, don't your stepmom got, like, a house in the back or something, like, we can, you know, go, you know, Stay right here, you know, stay in the back, you know, it's a few acres away, just do it, you know, don't y'all got a whole bunch of acres, yeah, we do, see Cinderella gave him too much information, it's like, yeah, we do, but it's, it's, it's all, you know, it's that, all my stepmother's, like, it's, it's all hers, you know, and I don't know if she would let us, you know, do that, I was thinking of, like, getting away, though, just me and you. He like, yeah, yeah, me too, me too. You know, yeah, we we gonna get away. I just I just gotta figure out, you know, the job situation. Okay. 
okay. She says, okay, we can do that. And then what, when will we, um, we need to set up a time. Like, we need a time limit. Like, I want to really, like, move as soon as possible. Like, I want us to move together as soon as possible. I've been looking at some places, you know, like, we don't even have to stay in this state. We can move to another state. And I've been looking, oh, Palm Beach is really nice. You know, I was thinking of that. And then, no, narcissism was like, hold up. I just said I have to check some things out with my job. So let me just get that situated. Then I will discuss this at a better time. Let's just enjoy our time right now. So Cinderella was like, okay, okay, okay. I, I get it. And then, so he's like, narcissist is like, thinking like, oh, shoot, I'm in too deep. So he's still playing along, though. He's like, man, this ain't going to go not gonna go that way so we're gonna keep that keep it as he is so narcissist leaves her um leaves her for the day and Rose's like yo i gotta go back to work but she's sitting up there thinking like his job like i'm ready to leave whenever for him but he it's always an issue with him so you know she's just thinking in deep thought questioning herself but then she bypassed herself like but it'll all work out because she's being optimistic and optimism can sometimes cloud your judgment because she should have been left you know after two weeks there shouldn't have been no coming back you know i say you get one time now like one time and that's it you, know, you got one shot if you don't make that one shot it's no second chances so she gave him chance after chance after he didn't already disrespect her he given she given him chance after chance and he already knows that this is this is what it is because he already then piqued her insecurities and all that. So narcissist is like whatever. He working on his you know his Rapunzel. He's so in love with that one now. So when he's in love with the next one, he treats one like crap. But he still want to hang on to her because he knows this is a good deal. Like it takes off some of the stress that he has because he can always go you know Cinderella. When one of his crazy sidekicks is after him, he could be like, yo, Cinderella, I'm going to come over there for a few weeks. You know, because she got acres. She do got some land. Now, she she, she, she she's married. She should be an empress. She just don't know it yet. So it's like she, she got, you know, stuff that um, he know it. He sent it. He know it's money there, but he just be like, she ain't flashy like that. But so then he's like, okay. He's, he's out doing his thing. So, Cinderella looking, you know, she on her, what is that, uh, Instagram, you know, scrolling. She sees him with Rapunzel. She flips out. She didn't know, because see, Rapunzel, Rapunzel lives, you know, close to her, too, because they, you know, Rapunzel got ages two of the forest is right over there. So, she like,
don't like none of her kids, though. She really don't, you know. She's like, I wish all of y'all would leave. It's causing me drama. And so the stepmom, you know, is more like the Ursula for me. That's the mermaid. She's like, yo, y'all just need to go. Leave me alone. Leave me out of it. Clean this mess up. And uh, she told the anyone go clean your face, clean me out of it. So Cinderella leaves, goes and kills with the animal, and she ambles like, dang, he, he hurt her so freaking bad. Like, she's like, I'm a good person. All I wanted to do was, you know, help him and make him see him do better and we could have a nice life together. But this is what our They sabotage the good thing because they really don't want to put 100% in. They're already in half. Probably, they're probably got 20% over here, 20% over there. 20. They do the least work as possible. That's why their their energy is stretched so much. But I'm in this this story of Cinderella dealing with narcissists, and then we're gonna have a another uh, section of that of what you know of what happens to Cinderella as she moves on with her life. But yeah, but this is what narcissists do. I hope y'all like the story. I have more to cook. But this was fun. That was fun to tell y'all my version of Cinderella. Like a hood version mixed with a fairy tale version. And you guys can, you know, put it into dealing with a beast. Because that's that's the persona. If you're a giving person, that's what narcissists will do to you. They will take, take, take from you. And then they will do the reactive abuse reaction where how Cinderella reacted, and he already knew she was going to react, and that's what he wanted her to do. Because it would sabotage the whole relationship, and it would make her look crazy, too. Because if he did that and recorded it, it would be like, see, it was her fault. But all along, he's been nitpicking throughout the story. I just told he was nitpicking with her and being disrespectful, and then acting like nothing, it's not a big deal. But if it's done to him, it's it's a major deal if anything is done to him. So this is what you can expect when you're dating a narcissist. And if you're like Cinderella and you're a giving person and you're, you're very optimistic, they will abuse that and that that's how. So I'm going to be done with this. I'll come back and then we'll do a follow-up on Cinderella, you know, and see how she's doing. But I'll talk to y'all later. Enjoy y'all day and enjoy the story.